Hey everyone, welcome to the Naz Church Weekly Message Podcast. Here you will listen to the preaching pastor from the Naz in Grove City, Ohio. We pray you are inspired by their teachings. Uh, family of God, my name is the Pastor Carlos Hortas. I'm one of the pastors here at the Naz. And uh, together with my wife, we are leading the Spanish ministry. And since um, 2015, we moved to uh, the area here in, in Grove City, Ohio. Uh, but since 2019, we started helping launching this and leading this ministry. Um, so how many of you guys know that your church has a Spanish-focused ministry that actually is bilingual? Raise your hand. Okay, praise the Lord. Okay, so my invitation to you is please make sure you invite every person that you know that speaks Spanish, your waiter, the person that cut the grass, the person that, you know, your, your neighbor, whoever it is, your co-worker, invite them to church. Your church has, now we have the resources to help them and guide them to Jesus Christ. Amen? Let's praise the Lord for that. Amen. So I hope you guys finished all the leftovers from Thanksgiving. Hmm. How many of you guys will have a couple more weeks of leftovers? Okay, praise the Lord, right? It's turkey for everything. I hope so. I hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving and you guys enjoy. It's a big thing this, this uh, week for you know, the whole entire Ohio stay and another, another stay around, around us too. Um, but as something about our culture, our, our Hispanic culture, our Latino culture, we are very passionate about sports. Are you guys passionate about sports? <laughs> Not really, right? <laughs> I don't think so. So this is, this is what happened. And, you know, last week we were teaching about, in, in our Spanish congregation, um, the, import, the need to blend together the, the, the worship and a grateful heart. And you see what happened when we take those two things together, when we are grateful and we, when, we, when we start merging the worship in, in, in that. So it doesn't matter what circumstances we are going through, what trouble we're going through. When we start having that type of attitude, when we start living in that type of life, doesn't matter what kind of situations we're going through, it's going to be flying by because we are in that, in that spirit. We are just worshiping and being thankful, even into the hard moments. You see, being grateful doesn't, it doesn't have to be linked to, oh, I'm okay, I don't have any problems or anything like that. That's not a grateful heart. A grateful heart is a heart that will, call to, that will be grateful for everything that God has done in our lives through all the seasons and all the times. That to knowing that God is working and continue working, he never stopped. And maybe into those difficult moments, we need to use pause ourselves and say, Lord, what you are teaching me, what you are trying to work with me. And we all need those times and those moments. And I know um, this week, this, yesterday, there was a, a big game going on. I'm not a, a football fan, so I'm not going to pick and choose. Okay, so you guys, you know, okay for that. But one of the things that I... Um, 
that I, I like or we like or we were impressed when we moved to Ohio in 2015 was the passion that people has around here for the Buckeyes. Any Buckeye fans in here? Oh, oh they stay home. Watching online, welcome. Um, but th that passion, that impressed me about how the Buckeyes were around here and, and they were wearing all red when the Buckeyes play and they have all this party in the, in the garages and everybody is, is, is about that. And I'm like, wow, that's amazing. That impressed me. See, for, as a Latino community, we have a passion for soccer. That's our sport, soccer. We play soccer. And when there is games, I don't know about you guys when you're watching your football games, we, 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 we are with passion in there. We just share for our teams, we scream, we yell. Do you guys yell? <laughs> do you guys jump? Do you guys sing, dance, and everything when they do the touchdown and all that stuff? And who's get up and start dancing? Um, we, do that, we do the same. We are very similar. We do the same. But I, as I was preaching last week to the church, I was telling the church, hey, how about us as a Christians, we understand what the Lord has been done for us. And when we come here to church, we come with the same attitude. Ah, oh, come on. Come on. Somebody say amen. How about we come with the same passion? Huh? Uh, that's religious, pastor. No, no, it's not religious. You and me have the privilege to come every Sunday in here just to meet the God, the Lord God Almighty. The, the one who was and is and is to come. That one, we are coming here to worship him. We are coming here to meet with him face to face. We are coming here to delight on him. That's a privilege, beloved. You see, when we go into the stadiums, I don't see nobody there saying to the people, hey, you need to start singing. You need to start, hey, jumping, dancing, come on. No, that's natural, right? And I'm just praying the day that we as a church, we understand what the scripture says that we come, we enter into his gaze with, with a, a, a thanksgiving and praise. When you praise and my praise together will start shifting and changing what is happening around us in our community because we start provoking the Lord. Amen. This is not my sermon, okay? So that was, that was my introduction. <laughs> I'm sorry. But we have the opportunity and I don't want to miss it. I don't, I don't want you to miss it. If you are here today, it's not by mistake. It's because you don't have nothing else to do. It's not because, well, you know, it's Sunday, I got to go to church. It's because my wife or my, or, or my mom or anyone says, we got to go to church. No, we come here with a desire. And I hope you, you come this morning with that expectation that the Lord is going to speak to us. Amen? Amen. I hope you come with expectation. So let's, let's read the, the, the scripture of God and, the, and reverence to the word of God. I will ask you to please stand up. We're going to be in the book of Ephesians chapter 1 verse 1. Chapter 1 verse 3 to 7. Somebody at the end of the first service says, Pastor, I like you um, 
British accent. It's not British, it's, it's, it's uh, German. <laughs> we read the word of God in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Praise be to God the Fa and, and the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us. Say with me, bless us. No, like you believe it. Say, bless us. In heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight in love. He predestinated us for adoption to sonship through, through Jesus Christ in accordance to, with his pleasure and will. To the praise of his glorious grace which he has freely given us in the one he loves in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with his riches of God's grace. Will you pray with me? Father, we need you. Holy Spirit, we need you. We ask you this morning that you reveal your son, reveal your word to us. Father, I know we are coming here to hear from you, Father. In your beautiful name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. I love the scripture. You can be sitting. Thank you. I love the scripture because the Apostle Paul is inviting the church on Ephesus. He's telling them, let's, let's come on, let's go. Let's give thanks to the Lord. Let's praise him. Let's adore him. Why? Because he is being giving us everything that we need. And we need to believe that. When we accept the Lord Jesus Christ into our hearts, everything that we need, he's been already given to us. That's his blessings. That's his blessings. Beloved, but as a Christian, sometimes we struggle believing that God is being fulfilled everything and he's going to fulfill everything into our lives and our families. Sometimes our struggles make us think that maybe God make a mistake or maybe it's something wrong in there. A man or woman that believes and depends on God's purpose, that understands that we have everything in him. A man or woman that live their lives Guided by the Holy Spirit and understand that we just need to put God in our plans. It's not, I'm going to make my plans and then I'm going to add God. No, it's let me put God in the center. In our families, in our relationships, in our business. When we start bringing God and being guided by him, we start finding that purpose. Why God has been calling us and he's been choosing us. There is something right now that people struggle with. It's trying to find that purpose. And it's trying to find that meaning and that calling. Because there is many people trying. Trying to have a better marriage. Trying to be a better person. You speak with the drug addicts or the alcoholics. And they say, I'm trying. I'm trying. But the scripture is not telling us to try. The scripture is telling us that we have everything on him. 
He's been blessing us. So we need to start believing that. We need to start believing that in our lives. And we need to start walking in that way. I know there is many people dreaming. I want, I want this to be better and I'm going to work hard to do it. And there's nothing wrong with dreams. I think God has been placing in our hearts. That's the desire of God for us. He wants us to do better. But I believe that he's giving us instructions and he wants to provide us with everything that we need. With everything that we need to fulfill those dreams. And that's what, that's what we find in the Bible. The Bible is not just a book of stories or fairy tales. The Bible is a manual of a GPS for life. When people struggle finding themselves, when people are lost, in the Bible we can find hope and life. In the Bible we find purpose. You see, God as a creator, he don't limit himself to create everything in seven days and just uh, let me go and rest. Everything should be taken care of themselves. He designed everything with a purpose. Every single thing. Every single thing he designed it with a purpose. But for that purpose to happen, we need to read our manuals. We need to read the Bible. He put a specific functions in the family. When the family right now is a target for the, for, um, in, in our communities. We see all that happen all the time. He, he placed a design on us for you and me. A purpose in you and me. But we need to read the manual. We need to, we need to take that GPS all the time. You see how many of you guys, when you guys buy the um, cabinet or the thing that comes through Amazon and you guys need to build it and come with a booklet of instructions. How many of you guys like to follow instructions? Hmm. Not me, okay? I always pretend that I'm, you know, I'm okay. You know, I figure it out. 20 minutes is okay. I do it myself. But how many of you guys has to unbuild that thing and then read the book and go on YouTube and find more instructions? And then my wife is laughing at me. I told you to read that book. Hmm. It doesn't happen only to me, right? You see, when we're talking about purpose, he's been choosing us. When we're talking about that calling, you know, I was telling them in the first service, we came to the United States in 1998 to New York. And we are originally from Colombia. And I never dreamed, and I never dreamed to be in the United States and even to live in the United States. As a child, even growing up, that was not part of my plans. That was not, United States was not in my plans. But I believe that God has United States in his plans. You see, in, in 1992, I was in the army and I meet this guy. And this guy always talking about, he finished, he says, when I'm going to finish service, I'm going to move to the north. I'm like, what is the north? I don't know what is the north. Alaska? He wants to move to the north. 
And finally, one day he told me, no, it's United States. He says, what is in United States? I look at myself, he says, the United States is not in my plans. I tell many times in the people in the congregation, in our congregation, because there is not a single person in there that dream to be in Columbus, Ohio. No, 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 that's not a dream. That's not a dream, I'm sorry. But you know what? When we say God chose us, we believe that God brought us here with a purpose. We believe that God placed us here with a purpose. Maybe we don't like at the beginning, maybe we get uncomfortable, but God brought us here. And today as we start helping this ministry and start helping people, restoring people, restoring lives, guiding people to Christ, we say, Lord, you know what you were doing. I'm sorry because sometimes I was just staying back. No, I don't think there is, is, is Ohio. I don't think it's there. I don't hear. Since 1998, I don't hear about Columbus until we moved here in 2015. That was not my plan. Okay? <laughs> Tell the person next to you, we've been chosen on Jesus. Tell the person next to you, we've been chosen on Jesus before the creation. Just imagine that. Before he creates everything, he plans this moment, this, this time. Before he, 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 he plans everything, he has this on plan. And beloveds, I don't, I don't deserve it to be here. I don't deserve it to be here. I, I don't, I'm very different from you, from you main pastors in here. Or we are very different. We don't grow up in, in a Christian home. We come from a broken family. We don't have that structure and those loving parents that guide us into Jesus, into Christ, and show us how to become Christians. We don't have that. And what's in this country where the Lord called us 13 years ago? And when he restored our marriage, we says, Lord, here we are. What you need us for? We don't know what we're getting into. And the Lord called us to raise up this ministry. Amen. One of the first holidays that we celebrate in this country was Thanksgiving. And we fell in love with Thanksgiving because we don't celebrate Thanksgiving in our countries. That is not Thanksgiving in our countries. Pastor David was mentioned last week about the China that people pull and, you know, they clean up and only can be washed by hand. Um, we don't have even China. But we like it because we start seeing the heart of really America is. The heart that gives more, the heart that loves more, the heart that serves more. That's the really true heart of Americans. And we fell in love with that, with the holiday. You see, this past Thursday when we were celebrating Thanksgiving, we decided with my wife that we're going to celebrate it with people that don't have families in this area, that they are in this country without families. 
And we meet a, a small group of you know, people that they don't have families that they are themselves in here. And there is these three young uh, family. Is a, this young boy, 18 years old or 16 years old, and he brings his two, two sisters with, with him. They were 10 and, and 12 years old. They were from Ukraine. They are living here in our neighborhood and they came to sit down with the Latino community. And as we start sharing testimonies and start being grateful to God and giving thanks to God, they share about how they feel blessed to be in this nation. And even they have family there in, in the world right now in Ukraine fighting. They still have family in there left behind and they are feel so blessed to be part of this. They were jumping, they were going around and they were like, wow, this is a church. They will remember their church in, in Ukraine. And as, as we talked to this young boy, I, I, was, I started telling him, we have a bigger sanctuary here. And I says, it's my prayers that one day we will have in simultaneous translation in Ukrainian and we can invite the Ukrainian community into this building the same way that we did the Spanish community. And I believe that God is going to do that. Yeah, let's give it up for the Lord. For he chose us in him. He predestinated us. When we came to the United States, we have a plan. Three years max, well, five years max. But the Lord has another plan. He has another plan. And maybe you are here today still wondering, I don't, I don't know yeah, the purpose, the really purpose of, you know, God in my life. What is he's calling me right now? If you are here today or you are watching online, I believe that if you are here, God brought you with a purpose and God has a purpose with you and for you. But beloved, we need to start asking him and seeking him for that. There is many people that maybe are here or listen online that they don't have a relationship yet with the Lord. I was there. I came to this country, and I was in this country when we met the Lord 13 years ago. You know, the sacrifice of Jesus was not only for us to be comfortable in a church. His, his blood shed on the cross for love for you and me was not for us to have a, another tag in our social media, Christian. No, he wants to use us. He chose us because the plan of God for our community, for the brokenness, for the emptiness, for the pain and sorrow, for the need of this community is in the church. The, the answer of God's prayer is with the church and he's going to use you, he's going to use me. So we gotta get ready. He's going to use us, that's why he's calling us. Three things that we found in the scripture that I want you to take it today with you. Especially those ones that they think that, you know what, Pastor, you're good, but, you know, I'm not enough. I'm not, 
I don't have nothing to offer. I don't have nothing to give. You don't know my past. I don't, but he, he does. He does. He's been blessing us. And he's talking about preparation. He's talking about provision. He's going to give us everything that we need. Everything that we need. When we opened the ministry in 2019, I told Pastor Dell, he called me. The government just opened the doors of buildings and says, you guys got a meeting with social distances in the middle of the pandemic. And Pastor Dell called me and I pick up the phone and he says, you guys got to go live. And I was like, I almost fell down and says, Pastor, I don't know what we're going to do. We don't have worship team. We don't have nothing. We are not prepared. Pastor Del just says, I don't know how you guys are going to do, but you guys are going live. And he was right. We don't know how, but he does. And everything that we've been seeing through is because his grace, his mercy. Amen. It's not because of us. He also chose us. He's talking about election and a lot of people struggle with this thing. The, the favoritism. A lot of people say that God don't have favors. And I believe God has favors. You and me, we are favors of God. And we are here because we are favors of God. And it's not a mistake by mistake that we are here. It's because of the plans of the Lord. It's because of the plans of the Lord. And the third one is to be holy. And it's not about religion. It's about purpose. And holy means it's set apart. You and me, we've been set apart for his plans, his glory, and his purpose in this community. And I know that's a struggle to receive and to accept. And I'm going to share a little bit about my, my whole story. You know, I grew up in a broken family with a father that was, um, he was an alcoholic. He was an abuser. As a little child, I used to see that in my home. I was in, in, in home, sexual abuse by a family member. By the 10 years old, I, was, I had to go in the streets to sell cigarettes and gone to people to help my mom. Because my mom, one day, she says, I got to move from here. I'm not going to take this. And she moved away from, from that. So, beloved, when we think about how God chose us, I was not supposed to be in here. I never asked him to, I want to become a pastor or I want to become a leader. I asked, I asked him only, Lord, to restore my family, to restore my life. Here I am, Lord. Use me. That's purpose. That's God's plan. God has a plan. Colossians 3.17 says, And whatever you do, whether, whether in war or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Church of God, whatever we do, Serving our families, how we serve our families, how we love our families. 
whatever we do in our job, in the workplaces, in our community, whatever we do on him, he's been choosing us right now. Yes, we can come in here and complain about politics. We can come and complain about everything in our lives in here. But he's been choosing us to restore this community, to work in this community. You know, we just celebrate Thanksgiving, and I know maybe some of you, like me, are tired of eating turkey. I feel like you start getting fed already. But there is, in our, there is people in our community that they are in need. There is people in our community that they are broken. There are marriages that they are talking about divorce. There is people in there that they need right now. This year, at the beginning of the year, we challenge our ministry and we tell the ministry, we need to step up and help. And we, we choose Jordan Crossing. And we say, let's go to Jordan Crossing. And there is a couple in there that since we tell them, he says, Pastor, sign me in. I want to be in there. They go every Friday. Every Friday they be there. It's Oscar and Patricia. And you know what? They don't speak English. Oscar and Patricia don't speak English. They are part of our ELL ministry. They come in here to learn English as a second language. And they are, Oscar is telling me, always tell me, he says, Pastor, I wish I can speak more English to give love and to share the love of God to these people. He just learned to say, Jesus love you. And he's waiting for that time where he can meet these guys and give them a hug and says, Jesus loves you. He's become available. He says, I, here I am, Lord, use me. We live in that, in that community where is brokenness, where is emptiness. We hear people struggling. We hear about addictions, depression. We hear that all the time, even in the church. And the Lord is just calling people. People that understand that we've been chose by him. That we've been received all the blessings on him. To say, Lord, use me, here I am. And I believe that's the invitation that the Lord is giving us. Last week, Pastor mentioned it. Uh, there is people feeling like they are not enough. People, are, God is not looking for people that they are perfect. There is people saying, I don't have nothing to give. I'm empty, I need. People is looking, God is looking for vessels so he can pour out his spirit to be used by him. There is many people coming to us and tell us, I would like to help in the ELL ministry. And they say right away, I would like to help, but I don't speak Spanish or Ukrainian or Creole. Let me tell you something. Those people already know how to speak Spanish, Ukrainian, and Creole. <laughs> or there is people who says, oh, I, I, I never teach. You know what these people are needing in our communities? They need to learn English, and they want to learn English. One thing that we've been telling our, our, our um, 
congregation, we are here in this country and we receive a blessing from this country and we have to become a blessing for this country because I believe that God brought us here with a purpose. It's not by mistake. And when we see all these things happening in our community, when we see all these things happen in our country, we can just sit down and just complaining. Or we can just say, Lord, what do you want me to do? What is, my, what is your process for me in this plan? Because let me tell you something. I've been here living since 2018. 20, 2019 in the, in, in the ministry. Since 1998, I came to this country. I love this country. And was in this country that I, 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 I came to vote. And I'm part of electing in this country. And I feel so proud of that. But the problems that we have in that country is not, be, is not going to be fixed by our political parties. Or who's going to be sitting in the White House, folks. It's not going to be fixed by that. It's going to be fixed by the one that is sitting in the throne right now. It's only him. But he's waiting for you and me to believe that. To believe that you and me are the plan of God to restore this land. That he's waiting for you and me. That he wants to use you. Are we, can we become available? Can we say, Lord, use us? As a ministry, we're still growing. And there is one, one thing, one place that we are trying to develop more and more is, is the worship team. And then um, we need musicians. Disclosure, you don't need to speak Spanish. You just need to play an instrument. <laughs> but also the community needs help. The bed brigade needs help. Building beds, delivering beds. Yes, it shocked me when, when I was invited to this ministry. And it says people in our area, kids in our area sleeping on the floor because they don't have beds. It's really in America. It's not in the third world country. It's here in America. It's happening here. Or maybe helping, stepping up and helping with the children's ministry. Beloved, when we see our children, when we see our youth, they are the future, not only of this country, they are the future of our nation, they are the future of the church. And it's in our hands, it's in our prayers that we're going to be standing up before the Lord for them. Oh, I don't have kids, so, you know, sorry. No, if you are part of this church, we need to be hands-on. Amen? The couples that are being restored. Can we help other couples that they are broken? Can we step up on that? And I know Pastor John is going to be elaborating more of that in the next couple of weeks. And Jordan Crossings, they need help. They, we need love in there. These people that they're coming every, every, every day into, into, into Jordan Crossing with a lack of, of faith, we, they are lost and they need you and me. I want to invite the worship team. They're going to help me close up. And I would like you to ask you to stand up.
And when I read Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, and if you are watching online, I would like you to ask you to read it with us, and you are here. Let's read it together. Let's read it together. Let's do it. One, two, three. For we are God's handy war created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God's prepared in advance for us to do. How many say amen? amen. How many believe that we are God's handy work? God has been working on you. Give it up to the Lord like you mean. And I will invite you to close your eyes. And you are here watching online and you haven't accepted the Lord Jesus as your Lord and Savior. 13 years ago, I was there. I was thinking that I was a good person, that a good father, a good husband. I was thinking that I was a good neighbor. But the reality is that I was a person filled with anger, bitterness. I was a selfish person and I was full with sin. And I was on an invitation like this that invite me to accept the Lord Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior. And maybe that's your opportunity today. I would like to guide you in a very short prayer. It's to recognize him and you can repeat it aloud you can come to these altars and kneel it. Or you can just very quiet there where you are. You say, Lord, I am lost and I need a savior. I've been a sinner and I repent of my sins. I recognize and I accept you, Jesus, as my Lord and Savior. Will you come and fill me with your Holy Spirit? Amen. If you did a prayer today, don't leave this building without let us know. We have uh, a gift for you. We have some resources for you. But for the other family in here, the ones that they are struggling with stepping up, the ones that are still waiting Hey, the angel Gabriel is not going to come and take you and say, hey, come on, let's do this. God is not looking for people that they are prepared, but people, they are disposed. They are ready. He says, Lord, here I am. Here I am. We are the plan of God. God is being creating us for good works. Amen. Let's praise the Lord. Thanks for joining us for this week's podcast. Stay connected with us at thenaz.church.